Welcome back to Head to Head Competitive Trivia, the show where we find out if you are more intelligent than a fake professor. And now here's your host, Coach Steve Corning. Hey, welcome back to Head to Head. Randy, how are we doing this week? Good. Oh, I thought you were going to say that was my best introduction yet. <laughs> You're just waiting for that every week. I, like, I am. Maybe this is the week. Uh, just tough competition. It's great every week. And uh, then Bob came and did a couple weeks, and those were good, uh, too. I know, so... I know. It's tough. It's tough. It's, uh, it's now time for my favorite segment of Randy, where I ask, what you ate for dinner, and did you burn it? <laughs> and did I And did I burn it? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't burn it because Good. I let somebody else cook my dinner for oh, me tonight. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Uh, I, I don't really want to admit what I ate, but let's just say I went through the drive-thru. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do I get three guesses? Let's see. Uh, uh, Arby's. A McDonald's. McDonald's, you got hey. it. Hey. <laughs> the, uh, the listening audience won't know that you held up a pie to demonstrate <laughs> where you went for dinner. <laughs> Well, great. I have not had dinner yet, Randy. I know the audience was waiting in anticipation to hear about my night. I have not had dinner, so I have not burned anything yet. Very exciting. Um, this is gonna. This is a big show. I'm very excited. This is show number nine. Can you believe we've made it this long, Randy? I know. Double digits next time. If they allow it. If the universe if, if allows the, it. The FCC is still questioning our, <laughs> our work. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Randy, as always, for coming in and co-hosting this crazy show. We're going to check in with you throughout tonight's program. Well, program? I sound like an old person. But without further ado, let me introduce tonight's contestants. In the left corner, representing the Balderdash Academy faculty, it's Balderdash Academy's headmaster himself, Bob LeBlanc. Hey! Hey, it's great to be back on a show that I'm on weekly. <laughs> But sometimes you're just sitting here quietly and nobody knows. Most of the times I'm sitting here quietly. Yeah, most of the time. That's true. But now you have co-hosted twice. And this is your second appearance as the uh, faculty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, you know, Steve, I'd be careful because I've co-hosted twice, which means I might host my own game show someday. Oh, no. Oh, no. Competition. (laughs) Well, let me know if you need a co-host, Bob. (laughs) I would kind of like to co-host. I mean, you're not technically the host of Balderdash Academy, but basically you are because uh, yeah, pretty, you don't ever have close. a chance of winning. That I'm kind of envious of that job because then it, I wouldn't have any yeah. pressure on me. I to don't compete. I write almost all the questions. <laughs> I know all the answers. It, it's helpful. Yeah, yeah I like being the person in charge. It is fun. Uh, <laughs> now, last time you were on the show, Bob, I believe you set a record when you were competing. You set a record. I uh, did for the Balderdash contestant on the show <laughs> well that too yeah uh, i also set a point total record but right, mostly that it what was, I was for getting the towards, but... yeah <laughs> do we have a stat for that on the website uh most bald contestants most bald contestants uh we will tomorrow <laughs> yeah just a we will shout out. yeah uh, we will once the next episode launches to the site so yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. Academy slash or 
what do you call it? Backs slash? What do you call that? I'm a millennial. Just go to Balderdash Academy shows and then click on head to head. Yeah, head to head. And then you'll see the <laughs> leaderboard, faculty and guest leaderboard. And you can play along at home and, and see who is winning. Yeah. Remember, you can also go to the school store, also at balderdashacademy.com, and pick up head to head merchandise and support the show. Yeah, show your school Ooh. spirit. That'd be great. And the money goes towards us keeping this program happening. Program! Yes. This twice! <laughs> we should have it's not a counter. secret word. <laughs> it might be, and I'm throwing you off. All right, well, thank you, Bob, for coming on the show for My round pleasure. two. I am very curious to see where you're, how you're going to do tonight. My uh, prediction is less than last time. That's fair, because it's hard to beat that score. Like, 15 is really tough, because you have to, like, do well in basically every round. Um, did you get a secret word, Bob? I can't remember. I did not, though did I did Whoa. convince Randy. 15 points without a secret word. That is insane. That's correct. Actually. Yeah, it's almost like I write for another game show. <laughs> <laughs> Plus you're like a living encyclopedia of human knowledge. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so that helps a little bit, too. It is my useless superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes useful in trivia shows. All right. Well, thank you, Bob, again. And tonight... We'll get to our special guest in the right corner. Representing the visitors is the lead writer of the video games Epic Tavern and Murder on the Midway. Writer slash director of the horror flick The Wrong House and writer slash co-creator of the comic book series Escape from Jesus Island and the upcoming Tales from the Fantastic Crimes Unit. Coming this October from Scout Comics. Please welcome Sean French. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I look forward to uh, being the second Baldus contestant. (laughs) Maybe third. There's there's a couple you've recorded that I haven't haven't seen. True, true. You never know. I'm I'm certainly top five. Top five. Well, that's very exciting. I'm so happy for you. And once we get that leaderboard up, there's going to be a lot of excited people to check that out. Uh, I'm I'm doing the comb over now, by the way. So I'm I'm, I'm working my way towards it. Oh, boy. Well, guys, here's the the sad news. I've got the riffraff going. I'm like, uh, what, 20, going on 28 years old, and I'm already thinking about that comb over. So uh, it could be worse. It could could be worse. But uh, thank you, Sean, for coming on the show. Very excited to have you here. You were, of course... Uh, a very beloved, a uh, what? What do we call it? The the fact. What do we call the people who come on Balderdash? Visiting Academy? professor. Visiting professor. I know this show has confused my brain. You were a. <laughs> you should check it. A Balderdash Academy. You'd like it. Yeah, yeah. Really fair, it's been a while since yeah. we recorded an episode. Yeah. So yes, you were a very beloved, uh, whatever that was that Bob said that I've uh, forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we're glad to have you back here on Head to Head, where you are are, uh, are are representing the visitors. Much easier for me to say. Uh, <laughs> now, you you're working on a new comic. Um, tell us a little bit about this. You said it's out in October, which is coming right up the bend. It's now it summer is. 2021. Uh, pitch us on the on this new on this new property. This is really exciting. Yeah, we're doing, uh, I write a video game uh, for Hyperkinetic Studios called Epic Tavern uh, that I've been writing for the past four years for them. And we're doing an official comic adaptation of that uh, called Tales from the Fantastical Crimes Unit. And it's based in this agency that investigates crimes committed by uh, supernatural and mythological creatures in in a fantasy world. Um, 
And we've got uh, an artist, Steve Marto, who, who's just, just amazing art for us. And we've got Steve Levine from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coloring for us. Um, so oh, it kind of wow. has that aesthetic of the old turtles that I just love so much. Um, and it's, you know, it's a story about a, a hard-boiled detective, uh, you know, who works for this agency, um, who I kind of mo uh, modeled after uh, the Powers Booth era Philip Marlowe series in the 80s, which I'm sure Steve was a big fan of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you remember that from a past life, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this agent gets partnered with a idealistic young necromancer um, who only reanimates dead animals. So she's kind of like Snow White, except like the animals fluttering around her are all horrible monsters. Okay. That's and awesome. uh, so you've got this kind of this weird mix of, of, uh, of unusual partners uh, investigating crimes together. Uh, the first episode has them uh, trying to hunt down a uh, kidnapped young centaur named Angel. So the issue is obviously called Angel is a Centaur Fool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did get that 20, 20 years beyond Steve, but okay. Good, we're still there. Uh, it was a song by the Jay Giles band, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I actually got that yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to Steve. Um, oh, sweet. I got points early on the board. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, you know, it's this crazy thing. We, we had four years of stories to pull from, you know, they've been writing full time. So just novels and novels and novels worth of stories and hundreds of characters. And just having the experience of being able to sift through all of that and find, okay, what are the six characters I want to bring into the, into the comic to start with as the main characters and which, you know, really is like three different storylines from the comic or from the game. Mm. Do I want to mash up into a new, in, you know, and kind of bring out the best of all of them into the comic. And that process has just been crazy fun. Because now these stories I've been writing for four years, now I get to see all these characters. Uh, Epic Tavern is a, primarily a text game. You know, there's, there's visuals and, you know, 3D art and that, kind of, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but the, you don't see the, the characters up close and everything. So these characters have, have existed visually just in my head for four years. And now every day I've got new page art rolling in and I'm getting to see them in action. And it's just, it, it's been the best experience ever. That's, that's so cool. I love the concept of like uh, it moving over mediums and like, you know, the, the stories existing in two places at once. So as far as the, the players invested in Epic Tavern, like if they go and read the comics, does it kind of build on the universe of the game they're playing? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, the uh, Fantastical Crimes Unit uh, has been a running storyline in Epic Tavern for a long time. It's basically one of the quest hubs. You get a series of you know missions through them that you go out on. Um, and the other real advantage of having this multimedia story, you know, often, often when something is adapted, the person adapting it isn't the one who wrote the original. You usually don't get to do both. You know, so right. somebody else is taking it and doing their adaptation of it. But where I'm the lead writer of Epic Tavern and the only writer on the comic, I have full control of this. So I could do some really crazy stuff. We built this puzzle into it, uh, kind of inspired by what they did back on the Atari. Uh, again, just super modern references of what I'm all about. <laughs> uh, there was this Atari game called uh, Sword Quest. And they, they did this kind of crossover between the, in the game and the comic. And there's this puzzle we went back and forth and it was, it was kind of clunky, but cool. So now with technology, we can, we can do it much better. Um, and we, I built this crazy puzzle in there where uh, if you follow the clues in the comic, 
It tells you what to do in game to unlock a special quest that will give you <laughs> clues of what to look for in the comic to find what you should do next in the game to unlock a final, a different ending and a unique uh, achievement and an item you can only get that way, the most powerful item in the game. So we built this just crazy just banana puzzle that, you know, going back and forth between the two that you could only do if you had full control over both mediums, which you usually don't get to, which is why you don't see this, you know. Yeah, I've never heard of anything like this before. And I love this concept. That's so cool of like being able to get the special items in the game because you've invested time in this comic. Like that's such a cool crossover. And I'm really excited to check this out. So this is due out in October, Tales from the Fantastical Crimes Unit. And uh, where can people find out more about it uh, between now and then? We're actually in, in uh, mid-July we're putting out an eight-page Ashcan preview, okay. which is a black and white, uh, just a little preview of the first eight pages along with cover art and everything that kind of goes out to stores and that sort of thing. Uh, but if you follow, if you check out Epic Tavern on any social media platforms or on Steam, uh, we'll have constant updates about the comic there. Um, and uh, Scout Comics is distributing it, so it'll be available in, you know, wherever your local comic book store is, they, they can order it along with everything else they get. Sweet. Yeah. All right. That's very exciting. Thanks for telling us more about that. This is, yeah, yeah. uh, this is epic. Uh, I mean, hence the name <laughs> Epic Tavern, but honestly, I've never heard of anything like that. I know I've already said this, but it's just kind of blowing my mind. It's fun. And it, and it wrecked my brain to write it. Maybe, maybe next there's a TV series and a movie. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's the hope. I mean, nice. Scout has, Scout has a really good recent track record of getting their comics picked up for animated adaptations. Oh, sweet. All and right. That's, that's one of the reasons we went with them because I want to see this as a, as an animated series, but badly. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I just want to say I've been, I have been uh, streaming uh, some games I've been playing on Twitch recently just started and I've had four sessions of Epic Tavern and I've had so much fun with it. I can't oh, wait. Nice. Like, like it's really tough for me to like not play it without streaming it. Cause I have people that are like following right. me uh, and they're, getting mad when, <laughs> when they can't watch it <laughs> that's so cool you know that's that's one of the the big advantages this is this is something i didn't expect coming into game writing uh but i think probably the single biggest advantage that you have as a game writer over any other type of writing is you can watch people experience your story for the first time unfiltered i mean right. if you write a, write a movie i've had that experience of standing in the back of the movie theater watching people watch my film and you, you get some good feedback that way but when you watch someone streaming your game and they don't know you're watching you know, you're watching like a, a stream that's already happened. They're they they're not filtering anything for right. you as the audience in the way that you automatically do if you're actually providing feedback. What yeah. you get is an unfiltered stream of conscious as they're playing your game, and if if they have uh, if they if they struggle to parse a sentence wrong on the first read, you know that. Like you see that as a writer that he stumbled over the middle of this sentence. You could never know that with a novel. You could never know that with any other type of writing. Yeah. The type of feedback you can get is so valuable for rewrites. Um, but it's also like crazy honest. So if you don't want that, unfiltered is unfiltered. If that's not now I'm worried you've been lurking want. in my stream. Yeah, Randy, you're going to watch that. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I probably will. Because I, I do occasionally watch. Um, and what I'll do is I'll keep the data of the game open. And just rewrite as I watch someone play. I'll just, you know, if they see something, you know, that, that this line doesn't quite work, and then it's all just make a little adjustments. Oh, like, that's oh. brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's that's the beauty of having a game that's live and that you're constantly putting out new updates. Is 
you know, it's it, in the old days, it was you burn the cartridge and it ships and it's gone and that's it. That's your game. You can't do anything with it. And now you're just putting up, up upcoming patches and you mm. can improve things. Yes, and if you have an idea yeah. that comes up six months after you wrote a thing, you just add it. It's, it's you know, games are so much fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Sean, well, thank you for, so much for sharing more about your upcoming projects. Uh, but now it is yeah. time to play Ooh. some games. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, our two competitors will face off head-to-head in three rounds of weird and unusual trivia. Our guest, Sean, will also be competing to see if he can land on top of the head-to-head guest leaderboard. Randy, who is currently on top of the head-to-head guest leaderboard. Uh, the guest leaderboard uh, is currently being led by Elisa Rosenthal. Still with... Yes. Nobody can knock her off. Like, uh, we've had tons of contestants come on, but nobody can it's, do it. It's pretty crazy. She she did really good, and that was, like, our first episode, wasn't it? In all fairness, she uh, is plucky. <laughs> yeah, she, she is plucky. <laughs> she is plucky. <laughs> that, was, uh, that would have been episode um, four. Two. Uh, yeah, Shane, Shane McLon, Jack Malosh, Lisa, and then Paris, I think it was. Yeah, that's what we said, three. <laughs> I think that was literally in the middle of what we we both said, so that actually worked out perfectly. Those we were all confidently wrong. Yeah, based on averages, we were That's right. How we play the game, shot confidently wrong. So anyway, Elisa Rosenthal had 13 points when she was on the show. Yeah, that's that's really what matters here. <laughs> Our contestants will have one lifeline at their disposal in today's show. Anytime you get a question wrong, you are able to use the Convince Randy lifeline. And all you need to do is convince Randy why your answer, although wrong, is actually better or funnier or however you want to justify it. Uh, And you can receive two beautiful tally marks. Justify your answer however you would like. There are also three secret words in play tonight. If you happen to say any of these three random words that Randy and I selected uh, before the show, then you'll be immediately rewarded three beautiful, our most beautiful tally marks available. And those are first come, first serve. Randy, please tell our listeners what tonight's secret words are. Tonight's secret words are gore, exotic, and buttercup. Those are three very nice words. Very good choices, Randy. I try. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Bob, Sean, are you both ready to play head-to-head? Yeah, let's do this. Perfect. Please give each other a virtual high five. I want to see a good, clean fight tonight. That was one of the better ones we've seen. That was actually pretty good. Without further ado, let's get the match underway. Round one. This is a this or that round. Correct answers are worth one point. In honor of our guest, Sean, who is a horror movie director and connoisseur, I'm assuming, I thought it would be fitting to play a game about horror movie classics. For each question, I will read you an actual one-star review from IMDb of an actual classic horror movie. And all you need to do is tell me which movie the one-star review is from. Or, or four, I should say. We'll alternate contestants and start with question one for Sean. Question one. This is from user, oh boy, Groenwaldsa on IMDb. <laughs> and Groenwaldsa writes, made no sense, boring and needlessly bloody. I don't understand why everyone was raving about it. Is that A, Psycho, or B, Saw? 
seems saw seems like the obvious choice, but that must mean it's psycho. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with psycho. Final answer. That's a psycho. Sean, you are correct. Give that man a point. Question two. This is for Bob. This is from user Ezreviews25. Ezreviews25 writes, This movie made me wish I were dead. The only thing that kept me alive was the need to leave this one-star review. Was that A, The Evil Dead, or B, The Exorcist? With such a detailed review... I'm going to go with the Evil Dead, even though I consider it a masterpiece. <laughs> Bob is going with A, the Evil Dead. Bob is that that is totally correct, 100. Uh, as reviews, not a not a fan apparently. As no, he had his swole, uh, soul swallowed, and he's been trying to make up for it ever since. <laughs> Attacked by a tree, uh, <laughs> unconsensual tree attack. All right, question three. This is for Sean. The user is Scott Amundsen. These are some really creative names, or just people's names. Scott writes, just very simply, the funniest comedy of 1980. Is it A, Friday the 13th, or B, The Shining? There's, there's a whole culture of Stephen King fans who really hate The Shining, so I, I'm going to go with The Shining. Ooh, interesting reasoning. He's going to be The Shining. That is correct, Sean. Nice work. Nice question, because Friday the 13th was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of was. At least to those of <laughs> us who watched it. <laughs> it wasn't the best comedy of 1980, apparently, according to Second Scott Munson. All right, question four of round one. This one's for Bob. This is from user M.A. Singer. This is my personal favorite, so I saved it for last. Here it is. I swore when I saw this back at its release that if John Carpenter had been in the lobby of the theater, I would have punched him for making me feel so thoroughly disgusted. He is talent beyond doubt, but this film also shows he has a heart of pure schlock. Was that A, Halloween, or B, The Thing? I'm going to say Halloween. He's going with A, Halloween. That is incorrect, Bob. It was actually the thing. I heart can't, of pure schlock. I can't con- combine the word schlock and the thing. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the end of round one, Randy, what's the score? Uh, the score at the end of round one is two to one in favor of our friend Sean French. Nice. And I played the Schlockenspiel in uh, <laughs> band in, in high school. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Head to Head. This is Bob LeBlanc, headmaster of Balderdash Academy. If you like competitive comedy and funny people, check out the Balderdash Academy podcast. Or you can meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge, our improvised sketch comedy show. Balderdash Academy and Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge can be found on your favorite podcast networks. Hey, this is Bob. When I'm not being the headmaster at Balderdash Academy, I run Sleuth's Mystery Entertainment. 
At Sleuth's Mystery, we offer something different from your typical mystery experience. Our mysteries are crafted around the game and the experience as a whole. We blend characters, comedy, atmosphere, and a puzzle of a mystery for you to solve. Every show is unique, and every ending is different. At Sleuth's Mystery Entertainment, you can see the show, play the game, and solve the mystery. If you're in New England, contact us at sleuthsmystery.com for a killer time. We're back to head to head. We're in round two. This is, of course, everyone's favorite trivial commute. This round is a journey through four categories of multiple choice trivia. Each correct answer is worth two points. The first person to buzz in will have a chance to answer the question, but if they are incorrect, the second player will have a chance to steal question one. The category is unusual historical facts. Famed Spanish surrealist Salvador Dali had an eccentric taste in pets. Which of these animals did he not ever have as a pet or companion during his life? Which one did he never have? Is it A, an anteater, B, an ocelot, C, an ostrich, or D, a bat? Bob. It was A, an anteater. Bob is going with A and Anteater. That is hard to say. A and Anteater. <laughs> uh, Bob, that is actually incorrect. Uh, Sean, do you want to All steal? Right. Yeah, well, well, let's see. So if we did have an Anteater, then he probably wouldn't have a bat to be fighting for food. Let's go with Ocelot. He's going with Ocelot. That is B. Ocelot is also incorrect. He did famously have a pet Ocelot. Um, and he did famously have photographs with him walking an anteater through Paris. Yeah. Uh, historians aren't sure if it belonged to him or not, but I considered a companion because there are multiple photographs of him walking around on a leash. Uh, the correct answer was ostrich because uh, he actually had a pet bat as a kid. And one of the theories why he had a, he loved anteaters so much as an adult is he found his poor pet bat dead being eaten by ants. Uh, and so he grew to love anteaters because well, that would do it. Ants, so, there you go. That's that's at least one theory that I read while taking a deep dive on Salvador Dali. Um, I saw his lobster phone when I was in England at, at a, a museum. That was very cool. Let's go to question two. This is Bizarre Laws. I loved that lobster phone. <laughs> Probably more than anyone who's ever seen it. Bizarre Laws. Here we go. Prior to a recent repeal in 2020... This was considered a class four misdemeanor in Virginia. Was it A, milking a yak? B, selling used underwear? C, promoting veganism? Or D, having unmarried sex? Sean. Oh, let's go with uh, selling used underwear. He's going with B, selling used underwear. I. God, I hope that is a misdemeanor everywhere, but unfortunately, that's not the correct answer to this question. Bob, do you want to steal? Yes, I would because it's Virginia and because anything south of really Portsmouth likes to outlaw fun, <laughs> I'm going to say it's having unmarried sex. 
Bob, that is exactly right. It is D, having unmarried sex. So apparently Virginia is not for lovers. What's the deal with that? Uh, good... <laughs> for a very select set of lovers. Yeah. Virginia is for married lovers. <laughs> right. But the good news is it was repealed in 2020. One good thing to happen in 2020, everyone. Very exciting. All right, question three. The category is sporting chance in Major League Baseball. Umpires are required to wear this as part of their official uniform. Is it A, striped socks, B, two or more athletic cups, C, deodorant, or D, black underwear? Sean. I, I think double cups is, is not, uh, let's go double cups B. He's going with B, double, two or more athletic cups. Uh, unfortunately, that is incorrect. <laughs> but, if but, you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. Exactly. <laughs> athletic supporters. That's true. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I am going to base this question not on what I think, mm -hmm. but on the one life lesson you, Steve, mm -hmm. learned from your mentors, mm -hmm. and that is wear underwear the same color as your pants on stage so you're going with black d. underwear he's going with d black underwear bob i wasn't sure if it would throw you off because of my famous anecdote but you are exactly right that is the exact reason uh they're asked to wear black underwear is in case they rip their pants when they you know uh do it do that crouch that they're doing all the time uh it won't be distracting to the audience and players so there you go I black underwear jason tardy a point <laughs> <laughs> yes Give him one point in retrospect. <laughs> okay. Question four of round two. This is the final question of round two. The category is extremely specific movie trivia. This film has been used in NASA management training as an exercise to point out as many errors as possible in its portrayal of space travel. Is it A, the right stuff? B, space cowboys? C, Armageddon or D, Sunshine? Bob. Uh, Sean. Sean was the one who went first. Sean. Okay. I, 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 well, he's still reading the question. As soon as you said, Arm as soon as you said Armageddon, I rung it. Okay. <laughs> because that's what I'm going with. Yeah, Is that your answer, like, Sean? You go with yeah. uh, C, Armageddon? Well, you're right, obviously. And that is how much I care for fairness. <laughs> <laughs> Nice work, Bob. You had the officials call at you, but you uh, turned it over. So uh, nice job there. That is, of course, correct. So, Randy, at the end of round two, what is the score? Ooh, at the end of round two, we are now turned this into a nail-biter five to four in favor Ooh. of Bob. Ooh. Okay, it's anyone's game, of course, because in round three, those babies are worth three points each. Randy, have you heard anyone say any secret words? I, I've been <laughs> I listening really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Steve, I haven't either. why did we do secret words? Why did we do that? It's too late to change it. <laughs> Season two, we won't do secret words. All right. Let's move on to round three. This is, of course, Lost in Translations. In our third and final round, I will give our contestants the real title of a popular movie as it appeared in a foreign country, translated literally back into English. All I need you to do is tell me the original title of the film as it appeared in the United States. For instance, if I said, give me your life dearly from Hungary, the correct answer would be die hard. 
The first person to buzz in gets the first shot at three points. If they are incorrect, the second player gets a chance to steal. Here we go. Question one of round three. This is from China. The title is The Land of Silence. Bob, a quiet place. But right out the bat, the music hadn't even stopped playing. You're going with a quiet place. That's yeah. You seem confident. I like that. All right, Bob is going with quiet place. That's his official answer. That is, of course, correct. Bob, you did it. Uh, Yay! Honestly, <laughs> that was my impressive. favorite of the three games. <laughs> it's just, it's, it blows my mind because I, I thought that was at least vague enough that I could get one of you to get a wrong answer. But nope, Bob, right out the gate, he's got three points on top of he already. You know had what? Five. The land of silence is technically correct. <laughs> that's all you would need, right? That For is. technically correct, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question two. Uh, Sean, I'm, I'm interested. Did you have a, a, any ideas for that one? Land, oh, yeah, land I did that silence? one, definitely. I was okay. just a little bit too late. Okay, oh. all right. Both of you, very confident. I like it. And don't forget, you both have your Commits Randy at your disposal. Right. Here we go, question two. This is from Canada. This is the French title. It was Once Upon a Time, Princess Golden Button. Bob. Princess Golden Button. Mm -hmm. I wish I heard the question before I buzzed in. I'm going to go. <laughs> it's Once Upon a Time Ellipses, Princess Golden Button. Well, it's the ellipses that matters. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Brave. Going with Brave. Ooh, interesting choice, Bob. I'm sorry, that is incorrect, but I kind of see the direction you're going in there. Uh, Sean, this is a... Uh, Rare chance to steal from Bob. Uh, let's go with the Princess Bride. He's going with the Princess Bride. Sean, you are right. Buttercup. Perfect. And there oh. it is. And there it is. There's a secret word, we ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I let him into it. <laughs> that was a good assist, my Sean. I would like to thank oh. Sean. I would like to thank <laughs> Jason <You> Tardy. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, there you go. So Bob got three bonus points for yeah, saying the word. That Buttercup. is my favorite way to get into the lead accidentally. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, this is an exciting game now. All right. Question three of round three. This is from Slovenia. The title is The Night of the Stupid Dead. Bob. Shaun of the Dead. Bob's going Shaun of the Dead. That is, of course, right, Bob. Come on! Yes. Come on! Another technically correct uh, <laughs> description of Shaun of the Dead would be romantic comedy with zombies. Exactly. Yep, that's literally on the poster. Yeah, hence the technically correct. Yep. All right, well, I, I'm afraid you guys are about to go four for four. This is going to be crazy. Question four of round three. This is the final question of the whole game. Randy, what's the score going into the final question? The score going into our final question is now 14 to seven in wow. favor of Bob. That's the last couple of questions in that secret word just wow. uh, rocketed him to the top. And he really can fast. still beat his all-time best score. <laughs> This is crazy. Because uh, going into round three, it was five to four, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot has happened. All right. Final question of the game. This is from Spain. Fingers on buzzers. 
Sean, don't forget, you can still use your Convince Randy. I mean, Bob can too, but uh, he doesn't need it. Here's the title from Spain. This dead man is very much alive. Bob. It's not the right answer, but I'm going to give it to Sean and say Weekend to Bernie's. <laughs> it was the right answer, wasn't it? Yes, Bob. <laughs> I would like to use my convince Randy for Sean. <laughs> As to why that's not the right answer. <laughs> I'd like to use my convinced Randy to get him to convince me to not go head to head with Bob. It's <laughs> too late for that. Oh my goodness, Bob just trying to play nice still, still just blows away the competition. The next time I'm a contestant, I will drink heavily before the show. Yeah, even things up. That might help. Yeah. It's the uh, last game. I'm good at technically. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically the game that Bob writes uh, in technically correct. I uh, was a film student. I had wow. to study these movies. <laughs> but the, the thing is, I'm, I'm always trying to find a title that it's not like it's not unfair, where it's like not, has nothing to do with the movie, but is vague enough that there's a lot of different uh, answers to it. And you just like hit on it the first time. Like, what are the chances? Well, you guys just went three for four. Bob was three for the three that he answered, if I'm not mistaken. No, he got one wrong. <laughs> so four answers. But I technically Only got it right, right because I got the secret word. <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself on the alley-oop yourself. Uh, you said you didn't know anything about sports, man. All right. Well, that is the end of the game. Unless, Randy, you want to, like, dole out a, a, a retrospective... Convince Randy. I don't know if there's a, a fair way to do that now that we made it to the end of the game. Um, I'm going to say it's probably a moot point. At yeah, this I think point. it's a moot point. <laughs> That's really the bigger issue. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty pointless. All right, Randy, at the end of our game, what is the score? Oh, what a great game. This is such a fun this time. Was fun. Uh, but in the end, uh, Bob blew away his old score and it was 17 to 7, putting Bob at the top of the faculty lead board faculty leaderboard and putting sean let's see one two three four tied for fifth place tied for fifth place with simon brooks awesome job well sean i'm, I'm really sorry to say this but you are not more intelligent than a fake professor it's it's I uh, that coming in <laughs> <laughs> i did warn you when you agreed to do the show i was like well you are playing as bob so uh good luck <laughs> But uh, I hope you had fun. Thanks for joining the show. I, I want to check in with Bob before we head out of here. Bob, anything you want to plug or anything you want to say at the end of the show? Yeah, yeah. We just did a great show at Funky Bow Brewery for Sleuth's Mystery Entertainment. We did uh, Trouble in Deadwood. We have more shows coming up in October. If you are looking for mystery entertainment, a mystery show, improv, anything for entertainment, check out Sleuth's mystery.com we are currently booking finally for this season yeah that's right and and people can now book balderdash academy live yes in fact if they go look for improv on the mystery site it will take you to the balderdash academy book us page whoa it's great (laughs) and you don't need to know forward slash or backslash there either at all just yeah love to hear it it's all connected. Any slash will do. <laughs> Any slash will do. Well, slash from Guns N' Roses probably won't help. Them. 
Yes. <laughs> so Not top hats are encouraged. Oh, very good. And Randy, on your way out of here, anything you'd like to plug or say? Uh, I just love this show. <laughs> No, I have nothing to say. <laughs> well, I'm glad you love the show, Randy. I'm having a great time, too. Thank you for doing this, as always. And let's, uh, last but not least, Sean, where can people find out more about you and your upcoming projects and all that stuff? Uh, you can check out Epic Tavern and our new comic uh, by following Epic Tavern on any of our social media channels. You can pick up the game on Steam or wherever you buy PC games. And uh, a comic will be out uh, this October from Scout Comics in your local comic book shop. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much again, Sean, for coming on the show. Really had a great time seeing you again. And I know we had a lot of fans of you from your appearance on Baldadesh Academy. So it's great to have you here, fan favorite. Of course. So thanks again. Uh, And I want to thank you all for listening. Don't forget to check out Balderdash Academy on YouTube and Balderdash Academy Teachers Lounge on all your favorite and least favorite podcast apps. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get that catchphrase to stick. (laughs) And uh, as I always say, don't bother competing against Bob in Head to Head. Thank you all. Have a great night, and we'll see you next time on Head to Head. Do you like 80s television? Of course you do. Do you like helicopters? Of course you do. Do you like men serenading eagles by the waterfront while playing cello? Yes. Yes, you do. If you'd like to hear more about helicopters and cellos, please be sure and tune in to Champa and Klein the Airwolf Years every week on your favorite podcast service. Join hosts Greg and Dave as they discuss every single episode of the classic 1980s television series Airwolf. Be sure and subscribe today. Meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. You've heard the game show. Now you can go behind the scenes as you meet the students and faculty of our fine school. Unlock the mysteries of the centuries-old buildings. Or even go outside the school grounds to meet the denizens of the village of Balderdash. Character, comedy, and mystery abound in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. Every other Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Balderdash Academy's head-to-head with Coach Steve features Steve Corning and Randy Hunt. Music by Thinkfish Tank. Produced by Steve Corning and Bob LeBlanc. Mixing and editing by Bob LeBlanc. Copyright 2021, Steve Corning and Robert J. LeBlanc, all rights reserved. Go Dashers!